Welcome to Fuck Your Disorder. My name is Amanda Hess. I am a certified life coach. And when I decided to ditch my disorder and love myself instead, I finally started enjoying my life. It turns out love fixes a lot more problems than hate. You can't hate yourself better because the truth is you are already perfect. Hello, and welcome to episode number 17. Today, we are going to talk about goals and trauma. So I have listened to some of my mentors, some of the coaches that I've used in the past talk about goals a lot. And what I think is super interesting is I'm in this new coaching group right now where we're all working towards a goal. And there are a number of people in that group that don't want to set a money goal. And I find it a really interesting thing because we get a lot of coaching when that happens about how setting the goal doesn't mean anything about you and that achieving the goal in the time frame that we decide doesn't have anything to do with actually even necessarily doing it. It has to do with the person you become on your way to getting it. And whether you hit the goal or not, you get to have the benefit of the transformation in trying to hit that goal. And so I was really considering that when I saw some of the people in the group that were so, so resistant to setting a goal and that had decided they would not set a money goal, they would instead set a sort of like productivity goal instead in that rather than saying, I'm going to make $20,000 in a month, I'm going to say that I'm going to be able to you know, do five podcast episodes and I'm going to do five Instagram lives and I'm going to do five emails. And that's the goal they wanted to go towards because trying to move to the money goal felt so bad for them and felt like it was going to shut them down and make it impossible for them to take the action to create the goal. And in hearing them talk about that, I really have had the benefit of having coaches in the past who have really shown me how a goal should be something that you're doing because you want to, not because you have to or because you need to. And I think that's kind of the difference. When a goal is something that you set because you want to, it feels light, right? It feels fun. It feels kind of exciting. But if you set a goal because you need to or because you have to, then that feels hard and it feels like a lot of pressure and it feels like there's a lot on the line, right? And really and truly, that's, I think, what gets in the way of us setting an actual goal. Um, It's not even that we won't get it, although we are certainly worried about that. It's what we're going to make about it, what we're going to make it mean about us if we don't get it, right? Um, that's that's really why we don't set it. Now, before I dive into that, I do want to talk to you about the benefits of setting actual definable goals. The reason why they're amazing is because it gives you something to shoot for. It allows you to start thinking differently. It allows you to start taking different actions. You start considering the things that you've always done and start thinking about how you might do it differently. And it's going to change you in a really profound way. 
I was speaking to a friend of mine. I can't remember if it was today or yesterday. Um, and it was about having that desire for more. And that as human beings, we always do have a desire for more. No matter how much money we earn, no matter how good, I'll put that in air quotes, we make our body look, no matter the house we have, the car we drive, the vacations we go on, we always have that drive for more. And I think that for so many of us, what we want is to get rid of that sort of anxious desire for more. And so we don't set the goal because we don't want to want it because not getting it is going to feel so bad because of what we're going to make it mean about us. But in doing that, we really block ourselves from having a fulfilling life because we are unable to tap into that desire. And when we start ignoring the desire, which is really what we do, we ignore the desire. When we start ignoring the desire, that's when we start feeling bored, dissatisfied, unhappy. That's when we start numbing out, drinking, you know, eating more than we should, just doing things that aren't a net benefit for our life. We're doing those things because we feel that desire and that desire, we don't have anywhere to put it. So we try to get rid of it. And what I think goal setting is so good at is channeling that desire, channeling that desire into something that gives you something amazing to work towards and allows that desire to exist in your body and not be a problem. And it's amazing when you do that. Okay. So I actually think that goal setting is a really great way to tap into desire. But in order to be able to do it, we have to also look at why it feels so unsafe to set a goal. Because even for myself, I experienced this, right? So we feel like it's unsafe to set a money goal. We feel it's unsafe to set a weight loss goal. We think it's unsafe to set a um, maybe what kind of home you have, where you live goal, kind of relationship you want to have goal. You know, recently over on Instagram, I decided to set a 20,000 step a day goal. And it's a hard goal. I don't know if you've ever tried to do 20,000 steps in a day, but let me tell you, it's a lot. <laughs> it's probably two to two and a half hours of walking. And it's great on a Saturday if you can fit in a hike, but it's hard, say for me, like yesterday, where I taught spin in the morning. So there's not a lot of steps involved with teaching spin. And then I figure skated in the evening. So there's not a lot of steps involved with figure skating. And really, I ended the day with like, I think 6,500 steps. So I was well under the goal. But as I was explaining to my Instagram audience, and you can come follow me on, on Instagram if you want. It's called at Fuck Your Disorder. That's my handle. Come follow me. Come say hi in the DMs. Let me know if you want to join this challenge with me because it's still on. It's still on, people. We're still working towards that 20,000 steps. But it really is an impossible goal to a certain extent. It's not that achievable. It's not something that I think I can do every day, okay? But I still think there's value in setting it. But I don't feel unsafe with that goal. And I think that 
many of us, when we set goals, we do feel unsafe because if you think about money being one of the big ones, right, where we tend to set money goals, um, I think what happens is we pick a number that will give us the lifestyle that we would like to live, right? And that number seems huge and it seems impossible. And so we don't want to set it because we think that if we don't create it, it means we're not a good enough person. It means if I don't, if I set that goal and I don't get that goal, it means I'm less valuable as a human. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough with money. I'm not able to figure things out. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Okay. And it really rings true with every goal. You know, it rings true with weight loss. It rings true with fitness. It rings true with productivity. It rings true in sports, in hobbies, in anything that you do. Anytime that you start thinking, I'd like it to be different and I'd like to do it different. And then we don't have the evidence for being able to do that thing. It feels immediately impossible because we don't actually know how to get it. We know how to get the life we have right now because it's the life we have right now. But in order to go out and get that other life, we don't know how to do that. So that's part of the problem. And the other part of the problem is our trauma. So I think too often when we have an adverse emotional reaction to setting a goal or holding the goal when we didn't actually create it the first time around, I think what really and truly gets in the way is past trauma. It just gets in the way because, you know, for me personally, when I look at my money experience growing up, you know, my dad was the one who made the money. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. And so I've had to really uncover what went on in my house with respect to money. Because there was a message of the person who brings home the money has more power than the person that spends the money. And that has been a powerful realization that I've just recently had working with a money coach. So the reason why I share it with you and the reason why this comes up for me is that we don't spend enough time with the discomfort of setting the goal to discover what the problem really is. And sometimes we don't even have access to it. Like for myself, I actually really did need a coach's help to help me uncover what was happening for me. And that's what it was. It was this belief that me spending money was bad, that I couldn't spend money and be a good person, that I wasn't worth spending money. And because I believed that, like at a deep, deep level, not at a conscious level, at a very subconscious level, it was getting in the way of me being able to save money. It was getting in the way of me being able to invest money. It was getting in the way in all of the places. So when I hear somebody say to me, I don't want to set a goal, and they just want to drop it like it's a hot potato. It's a telltale sign for me that there's trauma there. And I think the interesting thing about coaching is that we don't go in and try to unpack the trauma. Okay? That's not that's not what coaching is for. 
If you want to do deep dives on your trauma and you believe that that's something you need, that is what a therapist is for. Okay. But in coaching, we still do need to know that it's there. And if we don't know that it's there, we just keep taking the same action over and over and over and over and keep just getting the same damn result. And it sucks. So once we stop and go, okay, I'm going to set this goal and we have all this intense emotion come up, that's our trauma. That's our trauma. That's what's happening. And we don't necessarily need to be in a rush. What I've really noticed in my own life and in my clients' lives as I've helped so many women move through all of these different things is that we get in a rush when we feel unsafe. So the minute you feel yourself starting to rush around, it's a clue. It's a clue that there's some trauma here, that there are some things that have happened in your past that have led you to believe things about you about possibility, about all the things. And you might want to look at those. You might want to look at those feelings of shame, of guilt, of disgust, and learn how to be with them. I have become very practiced at allowing emotion because I do it a lot. And I think when I talk about allowing emotion Um, on this podcast, in my Facebook group, on Instagram with my clients, sometimes there's a misconception that we have to sit there and spend an hour allowing emotion like we're meditating. (laughs) And that isn't what I mean at all. Okay. Allowing emotion is just noticing the discomfort of it. It's just like, oh yeah, I know what that is. That's shame. And that shame isn't mine. That shame is just because of what I experienced. So I'm probably not going to be able to just think over it. So I'm just going to allow it. I'm just going to notice it. I'm like, it's going to see like, hey, shame's here. It doesn't feel great. But I'm still going to move forward and do the things that I want to do. I'm going to decide on purpose that I'm going to set this goal and I'm going to try and figure this out. And I'm going to try and put these pieces together. And I'm going to see if I can bring this together. And I'm not going to make the discomfort of the negative emotion because of the trauma I've experienced in my past stop me from doing that. Now, what I don't mean by this is to hustle through it. And when I say hustle, I think it's really such an interesting word. It's a word that had such a buzz, like, I don't know, five years ago. You got to hustle and grow and all of that, right? Hustle is just a word. And hustle is going to mean different things to different people. But in a lot of times, what I see hustling as is it's pushing past the discomfort. And that's not what I am actually saying. I don't want you to try and railroad over the discomfort because that's not going to work. And that's just going to show up in your actions that you take. And they're not going to be the ones that are going to really serve you. Okay. Instead, it's, partnering with, not like bringing them in like your wubby and like, you know, taking really good care of the shame and just making it the truth about you. Do not do that either. (laughs) Okay. I've done all these things, people. I've done them all. My clients have done them all. I've seen it. I've seen this movie. All right. We don't do either of those. What we do is we're like, it's here. 
it's definitely going to stay here. I don't know how long it's going to stay, but I'm just going to keep going anyways. I'm going to hold time and space for me to be able to take care of my nervous system. I'm going to be really gentle with myself. I'm going to really take care of myself, but I'm going to keep going. That is the way that you can be trauma aware with your goals. So even thinking about that, I think I'm going to change the title of this podcast to trauma aware goal setting. (laughs) I probably won't even edit it. So you'll probably notice like that's what it's called on the title. And then when you like logged on, that's not what I said. But trauma aware goal setting is setting the goal that really is still a hard goal. It's still an impossible goal, an unachievable goal in your brain and that you don't know how to get it. But being trauma aware is understanding that the discomfort that comes along with it, the feelings of inadequacy, the little pokes at your self-worth, that we're not going to railroad over that. We're just not. And we're also not going to stop because it's there. We're going to find that middle ground. We're going to find the middle. And the middle is I'm going to just take care of myself knowing that this discomfort is going to show up for me. So if you're like me and setting a money goal is bringing up trauma responses because of past abuse that's potentially happened in your life, then you just need to remember that your only job here is just to take care of yourself. That's it. You don't have to stop. Nothing's gone wrong, but you can pause. You can breathe. You can take up more space. You can take up more time. You can let it take as long as it fucking takes. And then you're just going to keep going. And if you give yourself permission for your goal to be like that, what you will find is this innate ability to keep going. And what I will tell you is that if you keep going, you will get there. You will get there. I promise you. It may not be the way you think you're going to get there. It probably won't be the way that you think you're going to get there. You know, I was really thinking about the success of my business and I I have a successful business. And I graduated with many others from my class at the Life Coach School. There's been many before me, many after me. Many of these people have not figured out how to make money doing coaching. And what I realized when I was really thinking about it, when I've seen all these other coaches get coached and other entrepreneurs get coached and and seen their resistance to setting a goal is that they stop going because they think something's gone wrong because they feel unsafe. And they stop. And that makes sense. It makes sense that they do that. But what I've been able to do, I think one of my superpowers, honestly, is I am so willing to feel it. And man, I feel emotion like nobody's business. Like, I just know 
that there are many people in the world that do not feel emotion at the level that I feel it. And that's okay. That's okay. I have learned that that's just okay. That is how I feel it. And I'm willing to go forward anyways. I'm willing to show up. I'm willing to get coached. I'm willing to lie down. I'm willing to take a break. I'm willing to freak out. I'm willing to cry. I'm willing to tear my hair out. I'm willing to just say, fuck it for a day. And then I'm like, okay, but what am I going to do now? And it's not because I have any kind of accountability. And it's not because I have discipline. I just, discipline has never been something that works for me. And if it works for you and you're listening to this podcast and you're like, Mandy, you're wrong. Discipline is the best thing ever. That's amazing. And use it. But if you're like me and you're listening to this podcast and you're like, I just am not disciplined enough. What's wrong with me? I can never find enough discipline to do the things. And I start and then I stop and there's something wrong with me. What I need you to understand is that you don't need discipline. You don't. What you need is a greater understanding of how trauma shows up. And when you have that understanding and then you know how to take care of yourself, then what you can do is you can start actually taking care of yourself and setting the goal and having both. And when you have both, I'm taking care of myself and I'm setting the goal and I'm holding the goal and I'm not letting the goal go, you can keep coming back to it again and again and again. And eventually, my friend, oftentimes sooner rather than later, you get there. Now, as an aside, before I let you go, I want to remind you that the path to a goal is not a straight line. You don't go from the bottom to the top and there's nothing there. There is so much failure. There's so much failure. And when I say failure, it's not just not getting the results you want, okay? What I've experienced is not having the emotional response that I want. I have experienced not having the capacity to do the things that I want. I've noticed making mistakes that are financially impactful to your family kind of mistakes. I have experienced those kinds of mistakes and I want to normalize this for you because I think that sometimes we listen to podcasts and we listen to mentors and we read books and we follow gurus and we think they don't have that experience. And what I need you to understand is everybody does. Everybody, nobody is the exception to this rule. Nobody. So, knowing that, then we can give ourselves permission to not be perfect. Okay. And when I say permission to not be perfect, I mean even giving yourself permission to not be perfect at not being perfect, <laughs> if that makes sense. Giving yourself permission to have it look how it's going to look, giving yourself permission to not know how it's going to go, giving yourself permission to give up and start over again and keep going and keep trying and keep putting it up there, giving yourself permission to have to turtle in bed for a day, get up, start over, do it again. Whatever your goal is, whatever it is, 
But what I want to encourage you to do is set a goal. Set one. Make it scary. Make it something that you're like, I don't know how the F I'm going to do this. (laughs) Set that goal. And then set that goal and then start working on how do I create it? What are some steps I could take? What are some things I could do? And you're not going to know. There are a million different things you could do to reach that goal. And it doesn't matter. It's just being willing to try things, to put yourself in an uncomfortable position, allowing yourself to experience negative emotion and the discomfort of it and keep going without railroading over it, without completely shutting down, finding that middle space. When you do that, what you will discover is that satisfaction and fulfillment is on the other side. You know, I have experienced this in my life, in my business. I have experienced it in my marriage. I have experienced it in my skating. I have experienced it in my friendships. So I have experienced it in money. What I will tell you is that we need to tap into that desire to do more. That desire to do more, it needs to be answered. So if you feel flat, if you feel disconnected, unmotivated, unable to shift yourself out of a rut, I guarantee that there is the need to set a goal and that possibly for you, you're not ready yet because you have some trauma that you don't know how to take care of. And if that's the case for you, if you're sitting in that spot, What I want you to know is I can help you. That's what coaching is for. That is what I help my clients do. I am not a unicorn. Any of my clients that have been on this podcast are not a unicorn. Everybody can do it. Okay. So what I want to invite you to do is one of two things. You can book a strategy call with me and all you need to do is go over to my website, fuckyourdisorder.com and you can book one. It's free. Okay. You can get on a free call. We can talk about what's going on for you. We can talk about what I do and we can talk about how we can apply that to what you have going on. The second thing you can do is you can come to one of my free workshops. Now, those free workshops are all about implementing self-care and self-care in a way that you've probably never thought about it before in that it's trauma-aware self-care and it's also looking at your beliefs about self-care. When we address those two things, we can get to the heart of actually implementing it without shame and force and accountability and all that shit, okay? In order to do that, you're just going to need to come over and find me at Fuck Your Disorder on Instagram, send me a DM, and I'll send you an invite, okay? Those are the two things I can do for you this week. I hope you find this useful. This is a topic that is near and dear to my heart. It's something I could talk about all day, and I would be happy to have a conversation with you. That's it for now, my friend. Have a beautiful week, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Hey, I am so glad that you are here. Are we friends on Instagram? Make sure you come find me at Fuck Your Disorder. And if you love this podcast, can you please do me a favor and leave me a rating and review? Every single one helps this podcast reach more women just like you.